0: You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Hey, we
1: are cancelling the apocalypse! A friend of ours is lost on a parallel Earth and we're going to go get him back. A parallel Earth? Are you going to Planet of the Apes? No, it's just a city of them. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Yeah, it's an hour. Calm down. It's a trap. trap. Welcome, Flash. Speedster versus Super Gorilla. Best, worst video game ever.
0: Another episode of the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where each week Glenn and I sit down to discuss the DC triple shot on the CW, and it's actually a triple shot this week. And I've actually looked at the dates for next week's episodes, so I know that there will, in fact, be episodes next week. Uh, dude, uh, you told me just now, right before we started recording, that you did watch Specter of the Gun last uh, from last week. And uh, it sounds like it resonated with you about as well as it resonated with Aaron and myself. What do you yeah. think?
1: It was it was terrible. Like I'm fine a... with you, you know, it's look. <laughs> you know, I'm fine with you having a platform and and and, you know, and wanting to you know, deal with your opinion. That's what they're for. That's fine. I don't think people should lose their jobs over it even if they say really dumb things. Um, but, uh, I am not know, like, this episode, <laughs> it really, it really gave me my, uh, it really gave me a, a big boost of, uh, I'm a Texan, because <laughs> it was complete nonsense, like, yes, there are valid points on yeah. both sides, I would say. Yeah. But on the side that was trying to make it anti-gun, like those were the straw man of straw man arguments they made. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) I wanted to turn it off when he shot that guy, and as the guy is falling, he shoots, and then because he shot him, that gun killed his wife. Like that is that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen.
0: Actually, the funny thing is, uh, Aaron and I were talking about that. Renee was the pro-gun guy in this episode yeah. and this was the scenario in which he explained why he was pro-gun which is so
1: weird well he never saw it in slow motion from that angle
0: yeah <laughs> well it's it's so weird because he's the guy he shot
1: the the guy who was broke into his house i think what he was thinking is as he was getting shot at in the closet which i'm assuming he had body armor because there was no blood spots coming from when he got shot in the chest repeatedly that's true um that as he was getting shot at, he turned the gun and shot his wife. I'm, I'm assuming that's what he thought.
0: Oh, okay. So maybe he doesn't because know. Because he was
1: getting a play-by-play. He, he could very much be like, oh, fuck. I actually murdered my wife by proxy. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, shit.
0: I was the participant. Yeah, <laughs> like, it
1: would be funny if they go out of the flashback and you see him sitting there and it's Curtis is like, so the gun didn't go off until after you shot him? Oh, man. Yeah, that's he, hev- he uh, That's heavy. He didn't know he was the unwilling participant
0: in a Rube Goldbergian death, like, death machine yeah. of some sort. Uh, and
1: also, I mean, in real world, uh, this administration is very much so making me pro-gun. So, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> never know when you're going to need them. Yeah, you never know. Uh, Grizzly yeah.
0: bears could come into your classroom at any point
1: like I'm fine I can deal with preachy stuff it, oh, um, sure. on both sides right and left yeah. it, it really it was if it's poorly done if, preaching if stuff. it's done somewhat tastefully somewhat yeah. this was, if it's preaching yeah. obviously taste has gone out but damn was that stupid this was that was yeah. it was so the dialogue was t- I mean it was like an after school special
0: oh yeah they were hitting you over the head with a cartoonishly large mallet It was really, it was really just very obvious. (laughs) Yeah, it just wasn't done particularly well. Well, we'll see if, we'll see if they can improve things this week, Glenn. We'll talk about Arrow a little bit later on, but...
1: That that was so, so, so dumb.
0: Let's talk about uh, a premise that sounds dumb on its head, but in practice is amazing. Let's talk about The Flash Season 3, Episode 13... (laughs) Attack on Gorilla City, part one. Uh, So Jesse Quick is explaining that Earth 2, Harrison Wells, was captured uh, in the woods while leading an expedition to Gorilla City that was ambushed. Everyone else apparently killed except for him, uh, and he had disappeared. Barry recalls, along with... I don't know if it's Barry, I think some other people recall, that in future Central City, one of the headlines from the future was uh, an attack from gorillas... And they're like, well, this is something we've got to go, this is another one of those things we can try to avoid or take care of or whatever to prove that we can change the future. So Barry, along with Sisko and Caitlin and Julian, dressed apparently as Indiana Jones, uh, decide to go to Earth-2 and rescue Harrison Wells, but they are captured by Grodd. And speaking through Wells, Grodd asks Barry to help him usurp the Master the president of Guerrilla City, a gorilla named Solovar. And Barry agrees to uh, to help by fighting Solovar in the arena for the lives of the others and wins, ultimately, but refuses to kill Solovar. Grodd then seizes control of Guerrilla City and, surprise, surprise, it is Grodd who will be leading the invasion of Earth-1. I don't know how Barry could have not seen that coming, but he didn't. Uh, the team asks Caitlyn to kill Cisco so Grodd won't be unable to open a portal to Earth One, but she refuses. They come up with another plan, though. Barry fakes his death, kind of? Like, Caitlyn, I think, sort of really kills him a little bit or something. Uh, I'm not sure. Grodd thinks he's dead anyway and removes his body from the cage for some reason. Uh, and then Barry somehow resuscitates himself. This actually does sound ridiculous the more I read it. Uh, and frees the others and they return to Earth One. Uh, Jesse and her father reunite and Wally and Jesse recommit to their relationship and Julian asks Caitlin out for a date. Oh, and we have seen that Grodd has assembled his army within Ooh. Gorilla City and he also has brainwashed Gypsy and is going to use her to open the portal to Earth One. Glenn, what did you think of this
1: first part of Attack on Gorilla City? Well, you had four gorillas close up, so we're we're at minimum looking at four stars. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. I'll the, say the fight scene a, with Solovar
0: was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, it was. It the episode itself wasn't as great as I wanted it to be. Same here. Yeah, and just because it was pure hype of myself. Like, <laughs> yeah. Grilagrad, King Shark, like I'm, I'm always excited to see those episodes. Um, it, they they kind of went into arrow territory with their their uh, lack of romance and forcing it. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this Julian Snow thing because they might just have to change her name to Black Widow um, mm. if this goes awry. Or that and it not the best message because man she picks some terrible boyfriends. She does. Well, I guess Robbie wasn't terrible, but Yeah, yeah. Um you know, he just got dead. Yeah. But uh you know, supervillain and a guy who creates other supervillains. Uh, it's like that's there's a lot of fish out there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> a King Shark. No. Um That would be a relationship I want to see. Also, I thought it was funny that they kind of kept, like, pushing the whole, oh, Caitlin Snow has a relationship with Grodd, and I don't think they ever, like, gave them a one-on-one conversation that wasn't, like, group, oh, this person needs to talk and react to what Grodd is saying in this scene, like, that kind of deal.
0: There's, like, a moment where Grodd kind of offhandedly mentions, or references, or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's as as much as it, basically, they needed... weird that,
1: like, went
0: that that short right I mean they needed I think they just needed an excuse for her to be there so they could execute the plan that they wanted to do for later yeah, which is a really ridiculous plan by
1: the way they've done it before though
0: well I mean like the idea that Grodd would take him out of the cage like oh now that he's dead I guess he doesn't need to be in this cage anymore I'll take him yeah, out yeah that
1: is kind of weird
0: like why wouldn't he just leave him in there like okay he's dead and
1: he only threw him like eight feet away from the cage. Like yeah. if it was, oh I gotta go dump out the trash and you threw him out of Gorilla City. Yeah. I understand that. But just throw it him in a haystack ten feet away from the cage, like that was kinda dumb. hmm I'm also kinda
0: confused as to how Barry would be capable of resuscitating himself. But right. it's a little strange to me, but you know, I can that's that's forgivable.
1: Well that's uh, one of his powers even in the comics is he can slow his heartbeat way uh, down.
0: Uh, you know, and Grad is a gorilla still. Maybe he's not... Uh, he's still kind of dumb. So maybe...
1: oh, You know, a gorilla law.
0: Killed or be killed. That's right. And if you are killed in a cage, you get taken out of that cage. Maybe that's part of the law. Yeah. Maybe you free up space for new prisoners. It was really
1: cool down. that Keith David was uh, a gorilla. <laughs> are, you... uh, it's been a while since I've heard his voice in a non-Navy ad. Was he so, doing Solovar? Yeah, he was Solovar. Yeah. Uh, and of
0: course, you've got to hand—you've got to hand it to them. They've—they've they've had Malfoy on their show uh, for a little bit, and they've were able to subtly sneak in some Harry Potter references. And here they did far less subtle Planet of the Apes references. Going <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: it's to it's a, it's a planet of no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Julian flat out says. I, I would say is like as an actor, I bet he rolled his eyes when he. I mean, oh, it's yeah, expected, yeah. but I'm sure he yeah. kind of like oh, okay. Julian flat out says,
0: "Are you going to the Planet of the Apes? You're going to the Planet of the Apes." Yeah. And, uh, the the nerd in me is like, yeah, they did it, uh, <laughs> but it was to be expected.
1: And I'm sure the thespian to him is like, Americans are stupid.
0: Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> they. Uh, they and of course they he dresses as uh, Indiana Jones more or less, uh, yeah. which is pretty great. He's
1: got his uh, gun. He's like, I've been on safari oh, before. Oh, took my gun. <laughs> yeah. No, he says, I lost my gun. You didn't lose your gun. I'm sure they just took it from you. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, this was a this was a fun episode. It was just a you know
1: I so, so then the Wally Jesse thing is kind
0: of weird. They're like you guys stay here to protect the city,
1: which luckily nothing happened. So really. I guess Wally just... is just gonna go to the other planet. You think so? I don't think he's gonna stay. I think he'll. I think him and Jesse will go to Earth too. Right.
0: Well, I mean, didn't Jesse? Wasn't Jesse saying that she she wants to? She wanted to stay here on Earth. 1? Yeah, one? she
1: wanted to stay here, but I'm sure they'll flip flop at the end.
0: Maybe they'll change them. Yeah, change them. I better.
1: mean, I. I... If you have a city with three speedsters and a city has zero. Zero, yeah. Yeah, I mean Gotta balance it out.
0: Four. Yeah. That's right. Um so what would you give Attack on Gorilla City? A uh, four. Yeah, I give it a four as well. The automatic Grod four, but it did not really surpass uh surpassed.
1: Like the fight was fun, that kind of thing. I mean Yeah, the like, Solar
0: fight was the Solar fight was a lot of fun when he did that giant gorilla leap and like hulk smash
1: shit that he did. Yeah, he did the impulse thing you do in the Arkham games. That's right. That was awesome.
0: You... That
1: was great. He, oh yeah, 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 when you're jumping guys from like a base.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when you're jumping from like a rooftop or whatever. Yeah. It was excellent. Uh so yeah, they blew their entire they blew most of their special effects budget uh in And then I don't know
1: like they didn't look half bad. No, they didn't.
0: Uh, you know, they had a bunch of uh CG no genitalia, gorillas in the stands. But that's fine. What was that? No genitalia, but that's fine. No, of course, no no ape dongs or gorilla or dongs or butts. Yeah. Uh nothing. Apparently. I don't know how they procreate, but uh life finds a way, I've been told. Yeah. Um all right, let's move on, Chaos. man. <laughs> Season two, episode twelve of Legends of condors. Tomorrow. If
1: I told you I was going to build a flock of condors on this island, <laughs> you would have problems. Oh, we're not talking about uh, deforestation or the or the building of a dam. Damn. Uh, nope. Dinosaurs uh, had their shot, and nature selected them for extinction.
0: That's that's natural selection, right there. Yeah. Naturally selected. Uh, it's called I'm sure uh, it's been
1: referenced but you guys really don't know how many times I quote Jurassic Park off air (laughs) Uh, I lost
0: lost my train of thought it's a season 2 episode 12 of Legends of Tomorrow called Camelot 3000 where are we headed? Medieval England setting a course for the
1: year 507 AD. we shall escort you to Camelot Camelot isn't about history. Evil draws close. It's about one noble idea. But we must rise.
0: You ready to go get medieval out there? Yeah! have been the main event. Uh, This particular episode, uh, we learned that, uh, at least I believe it's revealed not so subtly, that the remainder of the spear fragments are in the hands of various JSA members spread throughout history. Rip tracks down Charles McNider, a.k.a. Dr. Midnight, in the, uh, the year 3000. Uh, killing him and taking his fragment of the spear Gideon locates the next fragment in medieval England in 507 AD during the age of King Arthur they are intercepted by Guinevere who takes them to Arthur Amaya recognizes his advisor Merlin is in fact Stargirl Uh, she explains that Rip divided the spear into four pieces and that she formed the Knights of the Round Table to protect hers the Legion abducts Arthur and uses him to enter Camelot, threatening to destroy it unless the spear is brought to them. Sarah persuades Guinevere to help them fight back, but Stargirl refuses to let them have her fragment. Amaya steals the fragment, which has been forged into Excalibur, the sword, uh, but Stargirl catches her in the act. Having fallen in love with Arthur, she entrusts it to them. Upon learning that Rey has joined Guinevere's army, the team devises a way to reverse the Legion's brainwashing, and Arthur subdues Rip. Ray pursues a fleeing Damien, but is shot and survives due to his suit of armor. Uh, Imprisoned in the brig, Rip contacts Gideon, who has been secretly programmed to be loyal to him. I bet that won't be followed up on in any way next week. In fact, I think the whole, it feels like almost the whole episode revolves around the fact that Rip is using Gideon to get out of his cell. So, uh, what did you make of Camelot
1: slash 3000? This episode was, had everything that made me fall in love with the Sea Legends of Tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it, it felt like a first season episode. Yeah. Um, and even, even the dumb things, the, the, the wordplay puns that I, I hate puns yeah even the wordplay of it when it happened when they go to campbell i'm like oh my god they're really sarah lance is really gonna be lance a lot isn't she but it was i don't know it was still funny like you know ray walks in because he automatically knows like at this point like they know each other's quirks, like nothing even was happening at that point, but he knows like, Oh, and then, you know, he tells her, Oh, you know, go kiss her. Who gives a shit? You know, Like, yeah. fuck it. at this point, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: they, they did the bit where the knight reveals herself to be Guinevere and yeah. Sarah immediately is giving her eyes. Yeah. Uh, shit like that. There is, there, there was plenty of this. Um,
1: the, uh, But, I mean, the best thing is Mick overloading circuits with his brain power (laughs) (laughs) because because of all his dark thoughts. Yes. The intensity overwhelms the circuitry and (laughs) leaves them all numb. I mean, the banter between him and stein it's weird that they're pairing them up together now, you know, where we were kind of thought, oh, this is interesting with him and Amaya, like, you know, is that your typical you know, your typical thing that, you know, that they do, you know, you're kind of your, I guess it'd be like Judd Nelson and Molly Ringwald. Like this is, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. If they were the breakfast club. But, you know, of course now we got to go with the varsity guy. And now we got to go with Emilio Estevez and Molly Ringwald. <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the pairing they, we got to go with.
0: They did the comedy bit where uh, Ray is all,
1: Makes a light... Sa- oh, he can't this, say that because of trademarks. He's got... Saber of light, yes. Oh, the lightsaber, that light. was great. <laughs> you can't say that because of trademarking. They must great. have had some issues with the George Lucas episode, is why they may have <laughs> hinted at that. Um,
0: so they have... Oh, um, well, I mean, because they also have, like, Ray is the one who romanticizes this time yeah. period. and it didn't exist. And Nate, who is the historian... It's just like, no, this is like proper dress. It's like, you guys look like you're going to a A Renaissance fair. fair. And they're like, you look like a leper. And he's like, no, this is like proper garb or whatever. And then naturally, (laughs) the comedy bit is like, Ray is, you know, Ray is speaking all Renaissance fairian and shit and they all understand him and they're like, "Well, come everyone, but you must leave your leper outside of the city walls or whatever." <laughs> yeah. And Nate's just like, "What the shit?" Uh I I wonder uh I mean, I know that's done for comedies comedy purposes, uh but he he would know in fact what would be proper dress and... Well, and
1: I am sure it was also like tongue in cheek like poking fun at themselves, you yes. know, with some of the yes. costumes.
0: Um so yeah, they they had a lot of they had a lot of fun with that. Um yeah, no real no real qualms. Ray is definitely doing what Ray would have done in this situation, which is It
1: was ridiculous. a good Ray episode for him. Yeah. Uh yeah, that was actually really good. You're right. Even him like fighting dark, like you know, yeah, like you said, it was mm-hmm. If he would have died, I, I kinda would have thought it would have been pretty good. Like if he would have died in legend with them.
0: Yeah, it was in the history books, man. Well, they rewrote history, I suppose. He
1: should have never been in those books. Camelot isn't real. Uh, Yes, yes. I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there being flat earth truthers. Uh, You could add this to your thing of conspiracies, but there is no such thing as an actual Camelot. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: There may have been a king that was a Russian general. Yes. But uh, no, it did not happen. It's all French lore that was reinterpreted to British. uh, so, yes, yeah.
0: the, the Arthurian <laughs> legends, as they're uh, as they're referred to as, yes. Um, but yeah, that, I mean that's what's fun about this show, though, uh, and that's why I like it so much. And they continue to do stuff like this. This is a great show, and I wish their ratings would be a you know they're they're hovering just under two million
1: viewers every week. It was a goofy episode, but it was great. I mean, I'm I'm I mean we'll quit burying it like i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna give it a five out of five there, I, wow. I didn't have because i don't have any problems with anything that happened in this episode mm-hmm. and there are things i really liked in this episode that were fun yeah so like is it i wouldn't say it's like i wouldn't put it in my like favorite episodes but i i really don't have any problems with this episode i mean i i guess i I saved all the qualms I may have had, and I'm going to put it on Arrow, what we're going to talk <laughs> about, but I just, I didn't, I have no complaints, went and I, there are feet. things I really liked, I thought they were really fun, like you said, comedy bits, like, there were there were some good setups and payoffs, like, went I enjoyed well, yeah. it. Um.
0: Yeah, I didn't quite go that far, I mean, I went yeah, pretty I know. far, I went pretty far, I gave it four and a half, but. It's a hot take, I know. It's a hot take indeed, but this, no, this is a totally fine episode, and uh, I enjoy it, as I do almost every episode of this show. All right, let's... Uh... <laughs> well, it wasn't last week's episode. Oh, God, no, so it, it wasn't. It does what did have I that give
1: going last for last week's episode? Uh,
0: I believe I gave last week's episode a one and a quarter.
1: <laughs> what Aaron
0: give it? I believe he gave it a one. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did not give... Oh, we did not put up with the bullshit of that episode. Uh, anyway, let's talk about... Season 5, episode 14 of Arrow, called The Sin Eater. Hey! Get back to your seat!
1: What happened? Jailbreak, led by Liza Warner. I'm gonna enjoy
0: watching them take you down. I can't make a move with the ACU breathing down my neck. You're under arrest for the murder of Detective William Malone. meets prometheus's alleged mother who refuses to help him during a prison transfer Uh,
1: yeah
0: uh you've got china white cupid and i think that one cop that went rogue lady cop yeah that went is that her is that her comic book name i hope it is yes it is that's a ridiculous
1: name. Uh, they well, killed. It was come up in the 70s, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were.
0: Lady Cop! Look at the novelty! Uh, yeah, they were about to reenact the latest season of Orange is the New Black before killing prison guards and escaping. Uh, Oliver appoints Dinah Drake to the uh, SCPD. Uh, Pike receives evidence that the Green Arrow killed Malone and orders a manhunt. Oliver and Quentin track down the trio, who escape due to the intervention of the ACU. Oliver surmises that Prometheus is responsible for sending the evidence. Susan confronts Oliver for being the vigilante, which he denies. Thea discredits her by having Felicity hack Susan's files and insert proof that she committed plagiarism. Susan gets angry with Oliver, who confronts Thea. He reveals the cover-up of Malone's death to Pike. The team intercepts the trio, stealing money from the stash left by Church and are ambushed by their mercenaries. The ACU arrive and arrest the trio, allowing Team Arrow to leave. Quentin gives Dinah his blessing to assume the Black Canary identity. Word of the cover-up is now later leaked to the media anyway, which could lead to Oliver's impeachment. And in flashbacks, nothing happened of importance at all. Uh, What did you make of the Sin Eater, Glenn? I mean, I watched it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who was the Sin Eater in this episode? Who was eating sins?
1: Uh, Well, everybody. I mean, Oliver and I guess uh, Deputy Lance. This feels like every episode
0: could have then been titled "The Sin Eater." Yeah, of this show because it seems like the it just seems like they did what they always do every week. They this show's some, terrible. They needed some people to get into some fights with, so they had these free these three ladies, who I would have figured, by the way, would have just been in prison and not been on a bus somewhere. Like I, I'm i not sure why. They were this being transferred. Be, oh, were they being transferred? I yeah. see. To a more maximum security prison. To so a maximum
1: security prison they haven't established.
0: Yeah. Uh, yet they only put one guard on this bus with these very dangerous felons. Well, anyway, they needed three people, uh, you know, for some fight scenes, so they did that. And, uh, you know, some stuff happened. This show feels uh, directionless. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what they're really leading to. I can't even... Like, all the other shows feel like they've got a thing that they're leading towards. And we're watching them build. Um, you know the some, hopefully some... this one's building to a
1: cancellation.
0: <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow feels like they're doing the best job of their their world building and the building to their their big moment this season. Put Diggle uh, and Flash,
1: Flash, Flash put yeah, the Flash new Black Canary on DC Legends, mm-hmm. and she's uh, the
0: she's the best part of the show. Yeah, I like her. I like her a lot. She she's a good character. Spunk
1: some, you no know, nice new blood. Mm-hmm.
0: And she's not annoying like Renee or Rag
1: Guy. Um, I wouldn't say Rag Guy's annoying. I think Rag Guy has no charisma. Yeah,
0: Curtis. I don't know, maybe, yeah, Curtis I, is annoying. I find that annoying. Yeah, and the the weird thing is, we liked the idea of Curtis being on the team originally. Yeah, uh, if he wasn't but,
1: going around fighting people, if he was the hacker
0: guy. Yeah, being Mister Terrific behind a computer or something.
1: That's yeah. what he does.
0: Well... He plans the JSA schedule. I mean, there's really not even a lot sure. to say about this. Uh, I mean, what
1: were what, what we supposed to say? Things happened, way, we watched it, I mean... The mother of Prometheus... Pool, the action was the same old, same old, like, yeah, decent fight choreography. Right. The but mother like, of
0: Prometheus, by the way, was a horrible human being.
1: As <laughs> well, yeah. Oliver,
0: Oliver points out to her, like... You know, You're your telling son. me
1: that if one of your daughters was a murdering serial killer psychopath, mm-hmm. and all they needed was her name, you wouldn't give them your daughter's name, Katie.
0: <laughs> I, I look, look, I I don't want to get the other one mad, but it would more likely be Kayla's than Katie's name being brought up. But <laughs> um, she's look if one of them is going to turn into like uh, an evil supervillain, it's. Pro- I mean, Katie's a fan of Darth Vader, but only the Darth Vader that became a good guy at the end of episode 6. Like, she has a very limited uh view of of how she views
1: that character. So she likes redemption stories.
0: Yeah, she likes redemption stories. Uh the uh the, ol- the older kid, she she's far more likely to become a super villain at some point. But um and that's not to say she will I'm just saying of the two, comparatively speaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Far more likely. I'm really digging Murphy's myself, law, up you know. <laughs> Murph, you
1: uh, something bad. <laughs> Murphy, what are you talking about, Murph? I'm really I'm, yeah. law. I'm really Murphy's digging law isn't a bad thing. Oh it is, anything that can happen will happen.
0: Will happen. That's right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I'm really, really digging myself a hole here, so I'm going to stop with that. But <laughs> um, no, I mean it's ridiculous because he's like, you know, we think your son is Prometheus. He's killing a lot of innocent people who have done nothing wrong, and she's just like. Well, maybe he's just angry and scared. I'm like, who gives a shit what his motives are? He's killing innocent people. Can you yeah, believe that? Yeah, this isn't a bear in the
1: woods. Yes.
0: <laughs> like, you know, uh, and she's trying to be like, oh, well, maybe he's justified because a monster killed his father. Yeah, so that makes him justified. in just killed my baby daddy. That's right. So uh, I'm like, So your conclusion of that line of thinking is, so a monster killed his father, so he is now justified in killing innocent people.
1: That's your line of really justification. It's really cool when they kill Oliver Queen off at the end of the season. <laughs> no, I mean like I'm not joking. Like, I really think they're gonna kill him. Uh, and they're gonna do the whole They've tried Leap this Earth before thing. Oh. It didn't
0: work so well the last
1: time. No, no, no. I mean like they're gonna do what here you go, get your shots lined up. Mm-hmm. The end of Buffy season five. <laughs> <laughs> they Everyone killed drink- her off. They killed her yes. off. And, um, I mean, she was in because there's a robot replicant of her that a nerd made so he could have sex with her. This is beside the point. Um, but yeah, I I really think they're going to kill him off in the finale. And then they'll, he'll, he'll be in because of flashbacks. Because he'll probably do flashbacks that occurred in, during the show that we never saw interactions with. And then he'll, he'll actually do a. Oliver Queen returns. You know, it happens in the comics. To me, it makes sense if they're going to do... uh, because it's like always the big, the big Oliver Queen story is the return of Oliver Queen. I mean, that's like the the yeah. quiver. I mean, that's like the big thing Kevin Smith wrote. Maybe this time uh... he brought back Oliver Queen, and then the new, even the new Fifty Two Rebirth stuff. They have the 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 life and death of Bobby Z. No, of uh, Oliver Queen. <laughs>
0: Well, so the, I really would be surprised. We certainly spent more time talking about that than anything that happened in this episode. Again, what are we reason. supposed to talk about? There is not much that happened. I don't even know why they did bothered with flashbacks this episode. The only thing the flashbacks <laughs> accomplished, the only thing that flashbacks accomplished for me is that I finally noticed how bad the hairpiece is that they put <laughs> on uh, on Oliver. It's yeah. oh my god. It's really bad. It's it's almost as bad as the hair pieces I see frequently watching old episodes of Unsolved Mysteries on Amazon. And uh, they have some really awful hair pieces on that show. Uh, and this one was nearly as bad as those. It's absolutely ridiculous. Looking. You know, what has
1: really good hair pieces? Hmm. Um, Shatner? No, Deadwood. <laughs> Does, oh, do they? I've not yeah, seen they that. Yeah, they got some pretty good mustaches and.
0: Deadwood is the show that people thought was really good, but got kind of canceled before it had a chance to end.
1: That yeah, that? it, it do I think it's only three seasons. I started watching it. It's really cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I want to watch it, but I have this fear that because it doesn't have an ending, that I'm gonna regret. Like I, I'm always wary of watching a show that I know got canceled before it had a chance to complete its story. Yeah, because uh, I'm always worried that it's gonna have like the Elf ending, where it like ends on some sort of cliffhanger. And then you're just left hanging for eternity.
1: Oh, and, I thought uh, you said
0: Elf at first. I'm like, oh, I thought
1: Elf had a pretty rounded ending.
0: No, Elf did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've, uh, in, instead, so instead of talking about Arrow, we're talking about other things. i started watching The West Wing. That's what i started watching. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm four episodes in, I think. Uh, it's not It's not what I expected. Uh, I guess I should have expected it because I've, I've seen the newsroom, which Aaron Sorkin also did. Uh, and I should
1: have, I, I guess I should have expected it. Are you a fan it, of communist America? I sure am. <laughs> uh,
0: who isn't these
1: days? No, it's always like the joke about it is like he's a communist president. Oh, the uh, uh, Sheens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I haven't I haven't gotten that far. I haven't I haven't well, I mean I've seen I've seen the bits where he was really frustrated that we just do trade offs if American soldiers' lives get killed we bomb these empty military targets or whatever and he's like, We should like wipe them all out and stuff like this. He just gets really angry. I'm like, wow, he escalates quickly sometimes when he's frustrated. Um uh, I've never
1: watched it all in like sequential order, but I've seen a good chunk of it. I've it's seen really a lot good. of when Jimmy Smith shows up. That's what I've seen uh, a yeah, lot yeah.
0: of. That's later on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really, I mean, it's Sorkin-y, so it's like really fast-paced dialogue and really quippy in the camera. Like, it's very well shot, Everyone's too. the like, smartest
1: person in the room.
0: Yes, everyone is the smartest person. Which, and they I do mean, these, in the White
1: House, I I know it's not true, but I sure as shit hope it's true.
0: It's most certainly not true now. <laughs> but not true now. Uh, 2017,
1: they, not true. But they do, this, they
0: do these great... I mean, I mean, I guess there's a reason why it's got like 30 fucking Emmys or something, but it does this great job of like panning through hallways and other characters. Like, they leave a couple of characters and a couple of new characters are coming up another hallway, and the shot just keeps moving, and we pick up on another conversation. Oh,
1: kind of like Birdman, like just picking yeah,
0: up. Yeah, a- yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. very, it's very, it's very coolly shot very and fluid. Uh, very fluid, and uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I think it's kind of showed, like this frenetic pace of like. How everybody's constantly always in movement and always working and always doing something. And there's always something, like some crisis is is propped up or, uh, you know, some internal issue. So there's always stuff happening. But, uh, yeah, that's a great show. We should... In- instead, Glenn, instead of talking about Arrow, we should do Flash Legends and then do an episode of West Wing each <laughs> week. Of-
1: no, you can do an episode of West Wing and I do an episode of Deadwood. That's what we do every week. <laughs> instead of Arrow.
0: Look, uh, we're close to the end of this season. And uh, it's possible we may... This, may, this is going to go into the pile of alternate ideas for what we're going to do uh, for the next season of Legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow. Because uh if arrow continues to go in this direction i may even replace it with gotham for god's sakes we might even bring that back because uh, i have to imagine that even if gotham is is not fun or being terrible it can't be worse than arrow is right now i mean i've it heard just it's can't just,
1: be. they don't give a shit and it's just bonkers fun yeah so we may we may do
0: that who knows we, we may bring that back. I have no idea. Although I think, but uh, we just Gotham's... talk about the Lego Batman movie every week. Oh, we could. I mean, look. The uh, well, I have to see it first, but I've heard nothing but awesome things. It's uh, incredible.
1: The uh, I yeah, don't especially if you like seeing uh, trademark properties as bad guys,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like Daleks. Yeah, I don't think. Uh,
0: yeah, I've heard they're in there too for some reason. Uh, yeah, they're guys. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> Batman versus all the bad guys that Lego has licensing oh, to. Like, which is a lot of things, by the way. Yeah, I think they say there's a total of 91 villains in this movie.
0: Holy shit.
1: And they all kind of have their moments. Like it's, Suck at Infinity War. Yeah, they do a good job of balancing <laughs> out their bad guys.
0: I mean, they're going to have like that many good guys in the movie, but... Uh, Alright, eh, let's give a score to this episode.
1: I give it a 2. A 2? A two? Two. Uh, 1. Yeah wow i mean last week's i would have given like a quarter like a negative negative geeky glasses it was one of the it's one of the dumbest things i've ever watched yeah i may have to
0: for episodes like last week i may have to introduce and i was a kid who
1: watched power rangers and digimon so that's saying something
0: uh, I may have to introduce like a new scoring system, or like a broken pair of geeky glasses for like episodes that don't even warrant a one. The
1: arrow curve score, so it gets a passing grade, and mom and dad don't call you every day about how their kids get bad grades. <laughs> That's right. Um, let me see here. Uh,
0: episodes, yeah, we're we're gonna do more episodes next week, I suppose. We'll come back. Why not? Uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com real quick and check out the back catalog of Flashing Arrow episodes, including last week's episode where Aaron and I discussed Spectre of the Gun. We weren't impressed, Uh, but you can go listen to all of the other episodes and all of the other shows we've got going on as well. And of course, this show is available on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search for Flashing Arrow and hit subscribe. So, next week, Glenn and I will return. I have looked at the dates, and I can, in fact, confirm that there will be three shows next week. I presume at some point Arrow will take a week off or something, because they are now one episode ahead. Uh, Actually, every show is on a different episode right now. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is in third place, and then Flash, and then Arrow, as far as the episode numbers they are on. Just weird. But uh yeah, we'll we'll come back next week to do season three, episode fourteen of The Flash called Attack on Central City, season two, episode thirteen of Legends of Tomorrow called Land of the Lost, and season five, Episode fifteen of Arrow called Fighting Fire. Oh, with... Land of the
1: Lost. Oh my god, are they doing dinosaurs? I I hope so. I mean, I know and... it's like spaceship gets taken over by rip hunter but oh my god if they get marooned in dinosaurs oh yeah i'll get ready for back-to-back fives (laughs) (laughs) uh season
0: five of arrow episode 15 called fighting fire with fire